Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Let me ask this question. How many of you who live on this earth, are you still on the earth? Yeah. Okay. You're still living on earth. How many of you say that I have never faced problems in my life? Raise your hand up. Never faced problem. So you are really human beings. You are not just a robot. Everybody on earth have faced problems in life. Faced disappointments, some setbacks, some people may cheat you. Sometimes accidents, or sicknesses, or diseases, or financial uh, difficulties. We all are facing something. I face too. We all have to deal with problems in life on a regular basis. And in this teaching, I would like to talk about how to overcome or how to have victory over problems in life. And before I share with you the keys to victory, I would like to tell you first the causes of the problems, because it's so important to know the causes of problems in humanity. It's like me, who is a neurosurgeon. When a patient came to me in my office, I need to find out first, what is the sickness, what is the problem that produces symptoms? And sign. I need to investigate so that I can attack that disease. So the first step as a doctor is to get history. We need to interview the patients. Then I need to get physical examination. I will know that what part of the body affected numbness anywhere, any weakness in the body, any decreased range of motion in the body. And then after that, I may get blood tests and x-ray and CT scan and MRI. After I gather all the information, I come to the conclusion and make a diagnosis. After I know exactly what is the enemy, then I can attack that enemy and get my patient healed and have a good life again. So that is every single day. Of my life, I look for the cause of the problem. In our spiritual life and life on this earth, we need to know the causes of the problems. Should we pray together? Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us to help us understand, Lord, how to live a victorious life. We thank you so much for giving us scriptures, the Word of God. We have the Bible to read. We have the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, and therefore, this afternoon, Lord, we ask the Holy Spirit to shine the light from heaven to help us to understand the truth of God, and we can be victorious. You say in the Bible, Father, my people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. Lord, we don't want to be destroyed. We want to be victorious. 
We want to be the head, not the tail. We want to be above, like the eagle flying above the storm of life. We don't want to be beneath and buried in the problem. We want to rise up and have victory in life every day. We thank you so much, Lord, and may you speak to us, open our heart to hear, to know the truth, Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So, first of all, I'd like to talk about the causes or the origins of the problems in this life. And if we know the origins or the problems, then we can protect ourselves and we can deal with the problems. The first enemy, the first cause of our problems in life is our enemies. I'd like to talk about our enemies in detail later on, if I have a chance tomorrow. The first enemy that we have is we call our flesh or our sinful nature. Every man, every woman on earth has the nature of Adam and Eve. We call sinful nature. And the sin in man's life causes a lot of problems. If you look at many divorces, many poverties and sicknesses and disease, actually I'm a doctor, so I know that many sicknesses came from sinful nature. Lack of self-control in eating or doing something bad with eating, such as drinking alcohol too much or smoking, get into big trouble because of the sinful nature. The sin causes us to behave in the wrong way. And then we get into trouble. That's why the key to get out of problem is to recognize what sin we have or what kind of sinful life we are practicing. And we need to stop it. We need to repent as soon as possible. Not only that, the sin directly affects us. For example, if you drink alcohol and you get kind of drunk and you go out and drive and you get into a big car accident because you are a drunk driver, the other side may die, you may get into big injury, broken neck, head injury, big problem, losing the car, losing money, the other side make a lawsuit against you, Why? Because sin. You drink alcohol. You entertain your flesh with alcohol. You know that cigarette can cause more than 23 diseases in the body, such as lung cancer, kidney cancer. The vessel in the body, I try to avoid medical word, vessel in the body become obstructed. Then you have a stroke of the heart, Stroke of the brain and rupture of vessel in the brain become polarized, so on and on and on and on. COPD, chronic pulmonary disease, cannot breathe. A lot of problems come from sin. Husbands who are very selfish cause divorce, cause problem in the family. So that's why Jesus came into the world to deal with the root of mankind's problem. And the root of mankind's problem 
is sin. You need to deal with sin, repent of your sin. But not only that, the sin directly affect us. The Bible talk about the consequences of sin in the long run as well. In Genesis chapter three, verses sixteen to nineteen, this chapter of Genesis talk about the result of disobedience and sin of Adam and Eve. To the woman, he said, "I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing." With pain, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, "Because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce." Thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken, and for dust you are, and to dust you will return. This scripture talk about the consequences of sin, beside physical death. The one of the consequences of sin we call. Cursing. Cursing is a bad effect of sin that will come against you and follow you to the next three and four generations. A lot of things that happen on earth right now come from cursing. For example, if the parents like to play gamble, the children. Tend to have a ten, have a tendency to play gamble. I notice that this is my own observation of being a Christian for more than 38 years. When parents love money, very greedy, all of their children tend to be the same way, have that behavior of greediness in their life. The same thing happen. All the parents have. Poverty mentality. The kids will have poverty mentality as well. Some people get into accident, accident, accident. Some people divorce and divorce and divorce, and then the children divorce and divorce and divorce. The bad things happen in the family again and again. Because of the consequences of the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation, I tell you, I love my three children so much. I will not goof off to do any bad things because I don't want any curse to be on me and to go on to my children and grandchildren and great grandchildren. The Bible says that if we sin against God. The curse will follow us. I I'm not going to go into detail how the curse follow us because that is another big subject of, of the Bible. But the curse will come and follow our children and grandchildren and great grandchildren to the third and fourth generation. But if we obey God and live a holy life and serve the Lord, the blessing will come up upon us and follow us and follow our children. To the thousand 
generations. You have to choose. The Bible says, "Choose now, choose life or death. Choose now, choose the blessing or the cursing." So, I choose life. I choose the blessing. Amen. Sin causes the curse. In John chapter 16, verse 33, this is what the Lord Jesus said. I have told you this thing, so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Every human being faces some kinds of trouble, but take heart: I have overcome the world. Jesus came into the world to help us to overcome sin, bondage, curses. And all kind of bad things. So, we need to turn our life to Jesus, and also say, "I'm not gonna play around with sin any longer. I need to follow Jesus, so that I can get out from troubles in this world. I can have victory over the troubles in this world. Not only the sinful nature that cause damage. There is another enemy." In this life, that hit us, shoot us, and try to attack us. That is in John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full, or have it more abundantly. The second enemy that causes trouble in our life is the devil, and His workers call demons. We have the devil around us. We have demons, and I tell you, the devil and demons are working overtime. He will do everything to kill you, to steal from you, to kill your health, to steal money from you, to destroy your marriage, destroy your children. He is expert. I have been living on this earth 60 some plus year already. 60 plus year. I don't tell you exactly how many years. I live on this earth 60 plus years. I have gone through a lot. Actually, as a surgeon, I've become a better surgeon today than 10 years, 15 years ago, because I have more experiences. After 30 years of performing brain surgery, I have more experiences. Do you know how long the devil have been around on this earth? Thousands of years. He lived on this earth longer than you and me. Believe me, he is an expert. He's very good to get you out, to kill you, to destroy you. He knows every single trick, know every single way to attack you. We have less experience than him. That's why we cannot fight against the devil by our own self. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to know the Word of God. If I have enough time this weekend, maybe tomorrow, I'm gonna teach you the tricks of the enemy. What are the tricks of the devil? You need to know his tricks. The Chinese proverb say, "When we know our own strength, and we know the strength of the enemy of our enemy." We fight the battle 100 times. We're gonna win 100 times. The problem is that many Christians are so ignorant, 
and have no idea how the devil attack them, and they just get slapped right a left, right a left, and then get into trouble. Even Christians in the church. That's why it's my job as a pastor to educate you, to protect you from being attacked and from being destroyed by the enemy. That is the second enemy. Romans chapter three verse twenty-three say, "For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God." Verse six twenty-three say, "For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus." You can see here these two things come together: the devil and the sinful nature. The devil will work with our sinful nature. He will tempt us. To sin against God, they work together. The sinful nature and the devil. We need to recognize what are the sin, and we need to recognize how the devil attack us through our sinful nature. Many many years ago, I give you example. Many years ago, this is a true story. I really love money. Oh, when I talk about money, I just love money. Even after I became a Christian, oh, I would do anything to get more money. I'm set free now. I don't care much about money anymore. Money is not my god anymore. But many, many years ago, but sometime that temptation come back to me, because that was from long time ago that I had that trait in me, that. I would do anything to save my own money, to be greedy, to please myself, and I don't care about giving and helping anybody. And on Thursday afternoon, one patient showed up in my office. She is about forty years old, and she was found to have aneurysm in the brain, about nine millimeter. In the old days, I can perform surgery, and I may get three thousand dollars out of that surgery. Open the skull, clip, I get three thousand to five thousand dollars out of that one surgery. And I don't need to tell her what's going on. I just say, "Hey, lady, I'm gonna open your skull and clip the aneurysm," and nothing wrong about that. And the devil talked to me. Go for it, go for it, three thousand dollars. But I have to resist my greediness, my the love of money in me. The Holy Spirit keeps speaking to me. Ah 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 ah. Don't be unethical. Don't do anything for money. You need to treat her like your own sister. What you gonna do to your sister when you see this X-ray? I repented, and I say, "Okay, Mrs. So and So." I talk to her husband too. Nowadays in this century, we don't open the skull anymore. I'm gonna send you to another neurosurgeon who can put the catheter up to your brain and block that aneurysm with some equipment. And it take only one hour. You go home. You don't have to open the skull. I call that neurosurgeon and say, "I'm gonna send this patient to you." My flesh say, "You are losing three thousand dollars." 
You're losing money. Why you do that? I said, No, my flesh. I said, No, Satan. Get out of me. I need to treat her with respect. I should not treat patient for money. And I send her out. And I feel good that I am a righteous doctor who don't treat patient for money. You see, the flesh is there. The devil is there to tell you to do something bad, and the patient will not know because she is not a doctor. She will not know that there is another technology. Galatians chapter five verses nineteen to twenty-one say the acts of the sinful nature are obvious: sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy. Fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warned you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. These scriptures mention about all kinds of sinful nature in here. Definitely, if you. Continue in sin. You don't want to repent. You just stubborn against God. You may not go to heaven. You may not end up in heaven one day. You may go to another place opposite to heaven. But sin also cause damage. In James chapter four verses one to four, what causes fights? What causes quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but you don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. Can you pray to God with wrong motive? Yes. You need to check your motives, but that you may spend what you get. On your pleasures, you adulterous people, don't you know that the friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. This scripture talk about the third enemy, and the third enemy work with the first two. The first enemy is sin, sinful nature. The second one, the devil, and the third one is the world system. Three of them are in the same direction. The flesh will go along with the world system. The devil will try to get us to do wrong things. If we follow the world system, we can get into big trouble. Amen. The world system, quick, rich, cheating, cheating money, cheating your wife, whatever you can do, corruption. Try to build a church for your own fame, for your own money. Bring business into the church. As a pastor, if I bring business in and tell you that you have to buy the stuff from me, some people say, "Oh, yeah, I need to please my pastor. I'm going to buy from him." No, that is the world system. 
Amen. We don't entertain the world system in our life. We need to follow God's system, and God's system is holy, righteous, and pure. Amen. I promise God, I will never allow the world system to come into New Hope International Church. No way. I want to protect my church from any bad stuff in the world. No world system in my church. These three things are the cause of the problem. Now let's look at the second cause of the problem in life, the trouble in life. James chapter one verse twelve. James one twelve. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love Him. The Bible here talk about trials and talk about tests. In other words, in this life, as long as we live on this earth, we cannot avoid. Two words in the Bible: number one, test; number two, temptations. What are the difference between test and temptation? How many people know? Tests are from God. Temptation is from the devil. God tests us to look at our heart attitude. And the test sometimes is painful. It can be like a fire, to make us very painful. To see how we're going to respond to that difficulties. God allows somebody to hurt our feelings. Sometimes God allows somebody to cheat us, and see how we're going to forgive, how we're going to respond to that situation. Sometimes God allow accident to happen, not that He bring the accident. The devil bring the accident to us, but He He allows to happen. I remember when I started the church in 1988 in Seattle. In 1988, when I decide to start the church, oh, I tell you, the test came right and left, right and left, every kind of test, and I almost. Gave up so many times to say forget about this. I just go back to work and don't run the church, don't become a pastor anymore. It's all kind of tests, car accident, I lost friends, people misunderstood me, oh, rejection, people talk bad about me in Seattle. All kind of problems happen during the first few years. God want to see that this guy is serious or not. I'm the real gem, or I'm just a fakey one. He put the fire in me, on me, to see that I'm the real servant of God, or I'm just a fakey one, a fakey Louis Vuitton, a Chanel. Or I'm the real one. I'm the real one or not? You know, the test will come to prove who you are, to see how much you love God. And tests sometimes can be painful. You need to pass the test, and you need to be thankful, because God is getting ready to promote you, 
when you pass the test. Amen. When you pass all kind of tests, God gonna promote you and give you better blessing. So pass the test. When the problem come in, when God allows something to come in to hurt you or to make you feel uncomfortable, just stay firm, just walk in faith, obey God, and don't give up. Just keep on going to the right path, and eventually, after you pass the test, you're gonna see a great blessing. Upon your life, Amen. So that is the second cause of difficulties, troubles, and problems in life. Number one, your enemy hit you. Number two, the test from God. The Bible talk about a lot of people have to go through the test. Did Jesus go through the test? Yes. Right after he came out from the Jordan River, after he was baptized. In water and filled with the Holy Spirit, the Father allowed him to go through temptations in the wilderness right away. The devil came and tempted him. He went through that test. He was fasting for forty days, forty nights, and then the devil tested him. You see, even Jesus had to go through temptations and tests. We cannot avoid it either. Amen. Now let's look at the third one. The third reasons of problems in life, Hebrews chapter twelve verses five to eleven, and you have forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when He rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those. He loves, and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children, and not true son. Moreover. We have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of our spirits and live? Our fathers disciplined us for a little while, as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in His holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time. But painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. The Bible talk about God's discipline. When we become naughty, when we rebel against God, God will try to stop us. Because he knows that when we sow in the flesh, we sow in sin, we sow in rebellion and disobedience. Eventually, we're gonna reap corruption, death, and problems and curses. He loves us so much; he doesn't want us to get into a cursing situation, to get into big trouble, 
or to reap corruption and death. He would try to stop us as soon as possible. Sometimes he may just warn us by you turning on the YouTube and you heard Pastor Lau talking about something, and that preaching come to you and say, "Stop! Don't do that!" And you say, "Pastor Lau, why you attack me?" I have this all the time in my church. People get mad at me. They say that I preach against them, and I have no idea what they're doing. But I was preaching by the Holy Spirit, and they're so mad at me. They say, "You read it today. You talk about me." I say, "I have no idea. I didn't talk about you." But the Lord kind of gently disciplined them, warned them by the pastor through the sermon. Maybe you read the Bible, and the Lord warns you, "Don't do that." Sometimes He sends somebody to really correct you directly. Hey, brother, stop that! Don't do that. But if you keep being stubborn, you keep going on that road of disobedience and rebellion. Eventually, He's gonna have to send a big stick. And spank you. I'm serious. I've been a Christian for 38 years. I've seen all kind of things in my life. At one time, I warned somebody in my church, "Don't do that." The person say, "I don't care. I'm gonna do it." Then I say, "If you keep doing this, I ask you to leave the church, because I will not entertain this behavior in this church." The person left the church, still doing it. Eventually, one after another, the discipline of God, accident, sickness, all kinds of problem come against this person, and now the person repented and turned around. But it took many years, many years to repent. I don't want to go through that. I want to be an obedient child of God. I don't want to be spanked. I don't want to see a big stick. I don't want to go through all kinds of hardship, accident, sickness, medical bills, and problems. I want to be obeying child. When God said turn right, yes, Lord. When God said turn left, I turn left, God, because I want the blessing. I don't want to get into big trouble that God spanked me. Amen. So, how many people want a blessing? How many people want a rod? <laughs> Everyone, put the hand down. I don't need to do brain transplant for you. If you need a rod, I need to do brain transplant. Amen. Just obey God. When the Holy Spirit just talk to you, very gentle. How many people get sometimes warned by the Holy Spirit? Sometimes you hear a small voice inside you. I heard that all the time. Sometimes I heard Pastor Da feeling. I did something wrong. I got mad. I get up and walk to the car. I'm gonna drive out. I don't want to talk to her anymore tonight. I was mad, and when I start to turn on the engine, I heard the Holy Spirit. Happy wife. Happy life. 
Why don't you just humble yourself, go back and say sorry, go back, don't run away. When I heard that voice, I need to stop the engine and walk back to the house. I don't want to have a big spank. When God warned me something, just a little voice, I turn around and repent right away. Sometimes we have attitude. You know that? How many people sometimes have a bad attitude? Me too. I'm not an angel. I'm still a human being. Sometimes I have a bad attitude. But I need to repent right away. Actually, a few days ago, I have a bad attitude. Not about Pastor Da thing. Something else. Not about Pastor Da. <laughs> and inter- interesting, God used a sermon to warn me. I have a bad attitude about ministry. And I heard the sermon. And God really showed me. And I said, okay, Lord, I repent. I really have a bad attitude. Right away. I don't want to go to the step of being like this. I want to repent ASAP. Stop it. And then I can get into the road of the blessing as soon as possible. Amen? God is so good. He sent His Holy Spirit to warn us. He used his, your pastor to talk to you. He used sermon, books, and all kind of things. The Bible, the Word of God. Some situation to warn you, to correct you, to admonish you. You need to repent ASAP in order to avoid the spanking of the Lord. Now, the fourth one, the fourth cause of suffering and troubles. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21, the Bible says, To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. The fourth reason of problems in life we call suffering for Christ or persecutions. Suffering for Christ. Number one, the enemy. Sin, devil, the world system. Number two, trials and tests and temptation. Number three, God's discipline. The fourth one is suffering for Christ. Let me clarify about this a little bit because there are some wrong doctrines in the body of Christ about this. Suffering for Christ is not about poverty, sickness, accident, or those things. Those things come only from the devil. Sickness doesn't come from God. God may allow it to happen because you sin against him. Okay, you need to understand this. In our life, it's your choice. We have the freedom of choice. If we choose to follow God and repent, there will be, we call, the shield of favor, the special protection. If you notice, I rarely get sick, even though I'm not a young man anymore. I'm more than 60 years old. A lot of people 60 years old plus are sick a lot, but I'm healthier than normal. You know why? Because I have a special protection from God. Because I choose to Obey God. As long as you walk in the path of God, you have what we call the shield of protection or the shield of favor. The problem is this. When you start to rebel or you ignorantly rebel against God in certain subject, 
a certain issue. You open the door for the enemy to come in. God cannot help you because you are the one who opened the door to let him come in to attack you, and then poverty, sickness, disease, accident, bad problem happen to you and your children because you opened the door. I prepare a teaching called Gatekeepers. I never preach about that one. Do you know that Obed Edom? How many people heard that word before? Obed Edom kept the Ark of the Covenant in his house for three months. During the three months that he kept the presence of God, he was so blessed in that family. I don't want to tell you what kind of blessing, but he got blessed a lot. Obed Edom was a gatekeeper of King David. We need to be gatekeepers of our own life and our own family. Husband, you have a job to keep the gate of your family. Don't let the devil to come in to destroy you and your wife and your kids. You are like a martial art guy, gatekeeper. Did the devil come in? Get out of here. You cannot come in. I'm talking about spiritually, not physically. You don't kick anybody. You just spiritually get out of here. You cannot come into my house. Amen. We need to do that. We pray for our children. We need to protect. So the devil can come in and attack us. We we allowed him. The protection is gone because we rebel against God. But if we walk in obedience, He cannot bring sickness and disease and all kind of stuff into our life. But When we talk about suffering for Christ, I'm talking about persecution, such as rejection. People talk bad about us, put us in the internet, attack us, reject us. We lost friend. Two days ago, I got message from one of my members. She is a Laotian woman, and her husband was a Muslim, and. After she prayed for many years for her husband, eventually her husband got saved. You know how the husband got saved? It's interesting. He heard about the gospel. He came to church a few times, and one day he feel that he has no peace, no joy. He knelt down and prayed, "God, Jesus, if you're so real, can you show me that you are the real God, not my God?" He was a Muslim, and that night after he prayed, he dreamed. He dreamed that he saw heaven far away with the big gate, big door, and he heard the voice come in. So he keep running, running to that gate to get to heaven. But he ran for many days in that dream and never got to the to the door. And eventually, he say, "Okay, it sounds like my God that I worship right now is not the way to heaven." He nailed down in. That dream and say, Jesus, if you're real, show me. In that dream, he opened his eyes, and the door is in front of him. After that, he accepted Jesus Christ. After that, he has so many experiences with God. And the wife texts me, "Could you pray for his niece?" His niece claimed now believe in Jesus. 
and the parents kicked her out from the home. Have no home, so this couple have to take the niece in because of persecution of that home. When you turn to Jesus Christ, your family members may reject you, kick you out, don't want to talk to you anymore. Your friend may ridicule you, talk bad about you. When you do something for Jesus, you may get persecution at the different levels. Amen. When I started the church in Seattle, I lost all of my Thai friends. All of them rejected me. No one wanted to associate with me anymore. They said that this Thai doctor is crazy. He's a Christian. I lost all the friends, and now even nowadays they don't associate with me. They don't. I lost friend. Persecution, suffering for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Romans chapter eight verse seventeen. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, and co-heirs with Christ. We're gonna have the inheritance with Jesus. If indeed we share in His sufferings, in order that we may also share in His glory. So, suffering for Christ is a part of Christian walk. We may be persecuted. Amen. The persecution can come at a different level. The first one, persecution, come from unbelievers. The second one, persecutions come from believers. Can believers persecute believers? Yes. And actually, I myself get persecution from believers more than unbelievers. People who Don't like me are not unbelievers. Actually, unbelievers like me because I'm a doctor. They like me. I help them. I operate and make them well. But people who persecute me the most are believers because there are spirit of religion in the world. The Pharisees and the Sadducees. When you really go banana for Jesus. When you really go banana for the Holy Spirit, when you go fully for the Word of God, some believers will not like you because they have the spirit of religion in them, and they will try to persecute you, just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees try to kill Jesus. Do you notice that the Roman soldier did not care much about Jesus? Yeah, you can perform miracles. It's not my business. You can keep going. Who told the Roman soldier to arrest Jesus and killed him? The Pharisees, the people who claim I'm a believer. So that is normal. If it happened to Jesus, it would happen to us too in this day. So if you really want to go to with God hundred percent, you may get persecution from both believers and unbelievers in a different way. Amen. So this afternoon, this tonight, I'm gonna learn how to overcome all of these things. But this afternoon, we learn number one: the problem come from our enemies, sinful nature, the world system, and the devil. The second one is trials, tests, and temptation. Three: God discipline. Four: suffering for the gospel, for the truth. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, after you know all of these things, you need to 
Ask the Holy Spirit. When trouble come to you, when problems come to your life, you need to ask yourself, what is the cause? The same thing when a patient show up and say, I have left-sided hip pain and leg pain. I need to find out what is the cause of that left hip and leg pain. I need to find out so that I can fix the problem. Somebody just asked me a while ago, I have the right arm pain. Can you tell me what to do? I said, I cannot tell you. You need to get MRI first to see where the problem is in your neck. I cannot just give you prescription. I need to find out the reason of your pain. The same thing in life. When problem happen, examine yourself. Don't blame God. You examine yourself. What's going on with my life? Maybe the root problem, you keep idols in your house. You keep pornographic book in your house. That's why the devil attacked your children. Maybe the problem is that you cheat God. You don't give what belongs to God. You cheat money. Maybe the problem is that you entertain some sin in your life. And God has to spank you. So you need to examine yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit to shine the light into you so you know what's going on and fix the problem. Fix the cause so that the problem will stop. Amen? When King David committed adultery with Bathsheba and killed her husband, plot to kill her husband, he got into big trouble. The Lord really disciplined him. Big time. And he repented right away. But even after he repented, still some consequences. What happened later on? His kid fight with him, rebel against him. So many problems follow. Therefore, don't sin. You remember when Abraham slept with Hagar? Hagar had Ishmael. It's not the right thing to do. What happened today? The offspring of Hagar, Ishmael, still fighting with Isaac's offspring. That one sin caused damage to today. The curse. We should not play around with wrong things. Stop it. ASAP. Repent. ASAP. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for showing us all the causes of troubles, sufferings, and problems in this lost and dying world. Father, we know that as long as we live in this world, we cannot avoid troubles. But we can overcome the world because we have Jesus in us. We have the word that we can read and understand. And we have the Holy Spirit who empower us to overcome our sinful nature, who can give us power against demons, help us to overcome the way of the world. Father, help us to be repentant Christians. 
Help us, Lord, that we will not be stubborn like Esau, like King Saul, like many people in the Bible who were so stubborn, Lord. Help us to humble ourselves. Humble us, Lord, so that we can pass all the tests and trials in life, Lord. Help us to be strong. Establish us, Lord, to be a very mature and strong disciple of Jesus Christ. We thank you so much in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people say you're going to put this teaching into practice? Amen. How many people say, from now on, I will be an overcomer? I will be a victor. I'm not a victim. Everyone say, I am a victor. I'm not a victim. I am more than a conqueror. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.